Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Rodrigo, and right alongside each and every week, of course, is none other than Legends Tour player and LPGA professional Cindy Miller, and we are the hosts of the Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I'm doing fantastic uh, this morning. Another Tuesday morning. Very excited. We've got a uh, you and I have got a great show this morning. Uh, we've got two fantastic guests uh, coming up first, of course is going to be the winner of this past week in Symmetra Tour's uh, inaugural uh, 2018 Iowa Invitational uh, held at the Atlanta National Golf Club out in Milton, Georgia. And, of course, I'm talking about Elizabeth Zokel. She'll be joining us here in just a moment. And then a little bit later on in the show, Cindy, we're going to be joined by uh, Tammy Fuji, who's the, uh, one of the founders and owner of Kinona Sport. So she'll be joining us on the second half of the show. So we're glad everybody joined us this morning. Let me just, uh, Cindy, remind everybody very quickly um, how they can tune in. If you're somebody that's new to the show, obviously you found us. Uh, but for those that uh, maybe are, are struggling a little bit, not sure where we are, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf, and that will take you to the main page. And we're live every Tuesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. And uh, just go to that page. We'll be front and center live Tuesday mornings. But for some reason, if you can't join us live, not to worry, just visit that link, scroll down to the on-demand section, and all of the shows, including today's, will be there in their entirety as, of course, they're all auto-recorded. So you can just scroll down to that on-demand section and uh, find the show that maybe you've missed or maybe listen to one that you've listened to before and, and just want to have uh, some, some great tips on there or great guests that you want to hear again, uh, by all means, just visit that section. Uh, you can also uh, choose to listen to us under a number of different social media platforms, uh, iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, and now TuneIn.com. And again, just type in Women of Golf, and that will take you there as well. Uh, always love to hear from you. If you want to uh, call into the show during the live broadcast, you're welcome to do so. The number is area code 347-945-5855. Uh, or you're welcome to reach out to Cindy or I. And Cindy's email is cindy at cindymillergolf.com. And mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. So as I mentioned, Cindy, we've got a great, uh, great show this morning. And uh, we're going to be starting off uh, with Elizabeth Zokel. Uh, again, she was the winner of this past weekend's uh, 2018 IOA Invitational. And this is just... Uh, her second uh, event of this season, and uh, what, a, what a great way to, to start the, uh, the, the um, year off. So uh, let's bring her out, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about her win and, and uh, some other things as well. Hi, Good morning, Elizabeth. You? Welcome to the show. We're doing very Hi, well. Welcome. You? You're on with Ted and We're doing fantastic. Thank you. Um, Elizabeth, you're on with uh, Cindy Miller, and I'm Ted Rodrigo, the host of uh, the Women of Golf, and we're very honored and, and uh, uh, enjoying uh, having you on with us this morning. Um, I'm going to start things off real quick, Cindy, and then I'll throw it over to you. Um, you obviously won this past weekend. Um, you played at the National, uh, Atlanta National Golf Club. 
What was the uh, conditions of the course uh, for this event? The course was great. The greens were in really good shape. They were rolling well. The first two days were pretty calm wind and pretty scoreable, and I was just even heading into the weekend. And the final round, it was pretty windy, and there's some tough tee shots out there. So definitely tough conditions for the final day and posted a bogey-free final round 68. Wow. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, well, speaking of the wind, uh, yeah, speaking of the wind, you you mentioned on Sunday, if it was pretty calm, uh, you shot even par for the first two rounds. um, And on Sunday, of course, uh, the wind picked up and swirled a little bit. Um, Are are you pretty confident with your your wind game? Are you a pretty good wind player? uh, Or is that an area that you struggle with a little bit? I love playing in the wind. I love playing in tougher conditions. I'm from the Chicago area, so I'm used to playing in wind and tough weather so I was, when I got out of the car that morning I really was just excited to play with the challenge of that win so I was just ready to go wow that's awesome um, and yeah of course being yeah being from the windy city that, that fell right into your wheelhouse for sure um absolutely Cindy uh, go ahead <laughs> so I gotta ask how many fairways greens and putts did you have in the last round did you did you keep track I did. I believe I hit 12 greens in regulation, and I had 26 putts. So my putter really saved me during that round. I had a lot of good up and downs coming in. So definitely definitely good with the short game. Awesome. Awesome, mm. awesome. Is that typically the strongest part of your game? Definitely, yeah. I usually rely on my short game and my putting a lot. I was really good from inside 10 feet this week, which really helped me. I don't think – I missed anything from inside 10 feet. So usually my short putts are spot on. So it definitely saved me this week. Holy Fantastic. cow, that's unbelievable. How much time do you <laughs> do you spend practicing short putts? Uh, I probably spend about two hours a day, I'd say, putting between four to 15 feet. Wow. Well, aren't you brilliant? <laughs> that's a that's – a, that's a regiment and workout right there. Um, wow, Definitely. two hours. That's a long, long time. But you know what, um, Elizabeth, to, to be able to uh, to come out and, and win an event like this, you, you've got to really be on your game. And, and, you know, spending 20, 30 minutes, you know, putting or chipping and things like that is just not going to cut it if you want to play at this level. Um, I, I want to ask you, just going back to the final round of, of the Iowa Ch- uh, Invitational, uh, you were actually tied, I believe, for 15th at even par, uh, but – you know, obviously, when when all said and done, you, you walked away with a victory, victory. What did you say to yourself coming into that round mentally that helped give you some momentum to really push through and, and ultimately be the winner of that event? Yeah, well, the day before the final round, I was just looking at the leaderboard, and there were a lot of names at that top. A lot of people scrunched up there at the top of the leaderboard, and I kind of said to myself, this could be anyone's day. Anyone could really go out there and win it, and then when I saw that the forecast that it was going to be pretty windy. I just knew I would just stay patient during the start of the round, make a couple birdies, and just see what happened since I was about an hour in front of the final groups there. So I just wanted to go out there and post a score and see what happened. Right. And and you were, I think, what, five or six strokes back, if I'm not mistaken, when you began the round on, on Sunday and then ultimately yes, went ahead to win by one? Five, yes, I started the day five shots back. Holy wow. cow. That... You know, you can't help but think your attitude of embracing the adversity 
and having such a good attitude of anything can happen, you know, endless possibilities here, you can't help but think that that truly helped you. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think it played a big role in my my round the last day. I just kind of didn't let let the wind get to me and was just kind of enjoying the challenge of the day and the challenge of the course. I was just so excited to play. Did you just graduate from the University of Virginia? I graduated two years ago, so this is my second season on tour. Okay, and have you won before? This is my first win on the Symmetra Tour. Awesome. Oh, wow. And and you had one of the best college coaches in the world, didn't you? Yes, absolutely. I did. Very lucky to have her. <laughs> I love her. I was on Big yes. Break uh, reunion with Mrs. Llewellyn. Oh, wow. That's too funny. Yes, yes. So I absolutely love her. She's great. I had a great college coach. There's not a whole lot How of did them. You, pl- you know that, right? I'm sorry. Right. How did you um yeah, Elizabeth, how did you how how were you playing at the University of Virginia? How you know, what was your your um your best year there? Do you think was it like your last year or, or were you pretty strong throughout the four uh four years you were there? It was definitely my last year. I had a good final year. I won NCAA regionals and finished as an all American and my team had a great final season. We won ACCs as a team and advanced the match play the national championship. So that was definitely a confidence booster as a final part of my college career and knowing that I had a good chance of playing professionally after school. Wow. What a great springboard to, to bring you into uh, uh, playing, you know, competitive golf on, on a challenging tour like Symmetra. And obviously I'm assuming uh, your your longer term goal or or maybe short term goal depending on on uh, your your as Cindy said your attitude is obviously to get out onto the LPJ tour and and grind it out with some of the best ladies in the world. Um, what is some of your your short and long term goals? Yeah, of course, short term goal is to get onto the LPGA as quickly as I can. I keep, still want to keep playing well out here and prove to myself that I can do well out on the LPGA, and then of course just play well for a long time in the LPGA and get some top tens and just enjoy it along the way. And it's just such an amazing experience being able to play golf professionally and have this as my job. So just enjoy it and take it all in. Did Did you have a major at uh, university? What was your, what's your major at Virginia? I was a psychology major. I really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Very Took good. Fun classes. Very good. And yeah, it was great. Um, which also helps uh, for the mental game out there for you as well, because you can kind of get into the heads of, of some of your competitive players and kind of read their <laughs> attitudes out in the golf course. That gives you a little bit of an advantage as well and, and maybe even uh, uh, plant a, a few seeds in their minds of, of doubt and whatnot. I know you wouldn't do that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I want to ask you something which, which kind of goes to the mental game real quick, and then, and then Cindy, I'm going to throw it back to you. Um, you know, you were obviously very excited to come back out and play. You were off for, I think, what, three weeks. Um, what do you do to get back into the rhythm? Because obviously, you know, it might not sound like a lot to some of the amateurs that are tuning in this morning, but from a professional, taking three weeks off from play, um, you know, competitive like that, uh, you know, I won't say it makes you rusty, but uh, you kind of get out of that competitive rhythm, if you will. 
what do you do to stay competitive um, when you're when you're not playing week in week out? What do you do to keep yourself uh, tuned up? Yeah, that's tough. It's definitely it definitely felt like a long three weeks, and I was just ready to get out there and playing. But actually, after tournament that we had in california i went and played a monday qualifier for an lpga event just to stay competitive and try and plan something and then took a couple days off and then got right back to practicing and getting prepared for the next event and by the time i got to the event we were just thrown right into practice rounds and playing and it felt like we never never left then so i was just ready and excited to play wow fantastic um cindy go ahead so is the short game the strongest part of your game, or do you hit it long? Tell us what you're really comfortable with and what your gift is. Yeah, I definitely hit a, hit a long ball, so driver definitely sets me up well, and there were some reachable par fives out there. I think I birdied hole 18 every day, and which was a par five, and hole nine, I think two of the three days, which was also a par five. So my driver definitely set me up for some good birdie opportunities, but, yeah, my putting is usually pretty solid under 10 feet, so I'd say that that really helped me out as well. Wow. Mm. So you've got it right there. <laughs> I hit it far and straight, and I putt well. <laughs> That's great. So, some great combina- Yeah, some great combinations, Cindy, for, for playing. Uh, it's very easy to see why she won this, uh, this past weekend. Um, now, you said this was your first uh, um, official win uh, on the Symmetra Tour um, obviously, this is going to give you some momentum uh, throughout the season. Uh, when's your next event? It's actually this week. We start on Thursday. I'm actually on the golf course now, starting uh, about to play a practice round. So we start on Thursday. So definitely good momentum. It's nice to just keep playing. We have two more in a row after this one, so a stretch of four in a row. So definitely a good start to the four-week stretch by winning the first one. So. I'm just looking forward to keep playing and hopefully build off that confidence and momentum. Fantastic. What's the event this week? We are in Greenwood, South Carolina uh, for an event out here. So looking forward to playing. I played the course last year. It's a good golf course in good shape and the weather's been so nice. The people there are very nice too, aren't they? Yeah, it's amazing. Last year, the community was so great. There were so many people out here supporting us. It was probably one of my favorite events to play just because we had so many fans and people out here. So I really enjoy being here. That's awesome. Very good. Um, now, something else that was what kind of struck me, and, and Cindy and I uh, just talked for a moment before we went live, um, you actually switched out your irons this week. Uh, which obviously helped give you a little bit more control around the greens. Um, what are you playing now, and what did you switch from, and why did you switch? Yeah, absolutely. So last year I played the Ping G, and I switched in December to the Ping G400, which was just the newer version of the same iron. And it gave me a lot of distance and good height, but I wasn't getting all that much spinning control on green, so I went back to Ping right after our event in California about four weeks ago and ended up switching to the Ping I-200. So I um, I really liked those. I felt like I had more control on greens and could hit some different shots, and they were really receptive, and I really, really enjoy those new clubs. 
was was it a difficult transition though? Because a lot of players, you know, we've seen, you know, on on uh, on the PGA Tour, some of the men that have switched irons coming into you know an important event, and have, have gotten criticized a little bit because you know they really haven't had a chance to, to really play a lot with that yet. Um, is that something you were concerned about coming into this tournament, making a switch like that, or do you feel pretty confident and comfortable with that uh, those that new equipment uh, that you were going to be fine? I was a little concerned, but I got a I got a lot of good practice in, so I was excited and I was excited about the change and they were just receptive on greens and I could hit draws and cuts and punch shots, so I just really liked the feel with them. But definitely had to get a good feel for my distance. Uh, some were a little bit different than my other clubs, so that was my only concern for the week. But I really loved them as soon as I put them in my hand, so I I knew it was going to be fun playing with them. Yeah, so it gave you a, obviously you had a high confidence level coming in then, uh, even even despite Absolutely. you know having to make that that switch. Well, that's fantastic. Um, uh, Cindy, do you got uh, another question or, or some questions for? Uh, Can you uh, tell us what, what what's your set makeup? Of my clubs, yes, I have a driver, a three wood, a four hybrid instead of a four iron, a five iron through a pitching wedge, and then I have a forty-eight degree wedge, fifty-two degree wedge, fifty-six degree wedge, sixty degree wedge, and a putter. So lots of wedges in there. <laughs> I'm looking at your stats right now, and your average driving distance is two eighty-four point nine zero. Oh, my yeah, Lord. Those, those, those wedges definitely come in handy, having a whole bunch of wedges just because I hit a, hit a long ball. So definitely need those wedges. <laughs> How tall are you? Well, I'm about six feet tall. Wow. Can you can I buy That's some an... yardage from you? I'd like 20 yards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the heck, Elizabeth? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Now, in on your little bio here, it says you're only five foot seven. So somebody's lying. Someone is lying on that. Yes, <laughs> I am not five foot seven. I promise you that. <laughs> Holy! Well, cow. either that or you've either that or you've grown a few inches since that bio. Um, that's <laughs> I, now, I don't think so. <laughs> what's your average? Yeah, what's your average carry? I mean, that's your average yardage. Obviously, that's given some role. What What do you figure you? on average, you carry the ball off your, off the tee? About 250, 260 carry, I'd say. Oh, my God. Wow. You ought to be <laughs> Yeah, <flat. laughs> definitely a good carry distance in there. <laughs> that's that's oh, phenomenal. Let, let me ask you, yeah, obviously I'm assuming that you, you uh, in addition to obviously playing and, and, and uh, you know, getting out there and grinding it every week and, and long practice sessions – uh, do you also have a workout routine as well? Do you, is there certain things that you like to do to, to not only keep yourself uh, physically in shape, but but uh, strength training or anything like that, that to to help uh, your game? What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. I have a mix of a cardio, cardio session some days and weight training some days. I've struggled with some knee issues for several years, so definitely trying to keep my lower body strong and healthy. So I try to lift weights, I'd say, two to three times a week, depending on how tired I am, what the structure of the week is, and cardio, maybe another two to three times a week, depending on if we're traveling or walking 18 holes or how that's going. But I definitely view that as very important. I love going to the gym. It's 
part of my my weekly routine. Wow. We got to we got to figure out what she's doing here, Cindy, to gain some extra yards because that's incredible. I can't believe <laughs> that. That's just uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, have you always been pretty long off the tee like that? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it changes as you as you get a little bit older and a little stronger in that. But were you always pretty long off the tee when you first started coming out and playing competitively? Yeah, definitely. Probably a little bit longer than average. And I think I gained some distance just with the strength training and working on my swing and all of that. So definitely. Who was the, uh, who was the first person? Uh, did you have some people at the event with you, uh, some family or, or friends that went to this past weekend's event with you? Uh, no family. I just had friends and stayed with a woman that I stayed with in host housing last year who was so great and it was so fun to be back and see her. And then just my friends that I play with on tour every week. So it was fun for everyone to be there. Did you call anybody after you won? Was there anybody that, okay, I got to call this person and let them know I won this weekend? Um, well, I was a little bit nervous because I was done about an hour before everyone else. So I was, wasn't sure if there was going to be a playoff, if I was going to win. So I was just talking to my mom on the phone for a little bit, just saying I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And then afterwards I got a little bit overwhelmed with everything that was going on, but called my parents, talked to them for a bit. So, yeah. Very good. I'm sure they were very, very excited for you. So um, you've obviously got uh, some good momentum coming into this weekend's event in, in South Carolina um, and obviously feeling very confident in that. Are you hoping for a little bit of a win to give you that advantage again this weekend? Of course, yeah, always playing for that. So definitely just going to see what <laughs> happens this week and just try and play well, but always trying for that, of course. <laughs> Um, Cindy, any final thoughts or, or, or questions that you have uh, for Elizabeth? And then we need to let her go so she can get out and practice uh, uh, her, her round uh, for this weekend. Well, I just want to say congratulations on a job well done. And it sounds to me like you're going to be a superstar. And the next time you talk to your lovely coach, Kim Llewellyn, you tell her Cindy Miller says hello. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And I will definitely tell Kim that you say hello. Thanks, honey. Perfect. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us this morning on, on the Women of Golf, and, and I uh, uh, concur with Cindy Miller. Uh, congratulations again on your, your win last weekend at the uh, Iowa Invitational, and good luck this weekend. Uh, we hope you uh, do well, and, and maybe you'll be back next week uh, to come back and talk about this weekend's win. So have a good one, and, uh, and uh, enjoy the round. Thank you. It was nice talking with you. Bye, All right, honey. You too. Bye-bye, Elizabeth. Bye. All right, that was our very special guest this morning, Elizabeth Zokel, the winner of this past weekend's. Uh, in fact, it was an, an inaugural event as well in the Symmetra Tour, the 2018 Iowa Invitational, uh, held at the Atlanta National Golf Club in Milton, Georgia. Um, what a great uh, young lady! And God, can you believe that? 284 yards, Cindy. That just blows me away. You know what? I watch these girls on TV, and I'm like, what the heck? I never <laughs> hit it that far, and I never even sniffed that far. My husband didn't hit it that far on the PGA Tour. Uh, it's unbelievable to yeah. me. Anyway. Yeah, it, it's amazing, you know, when you think about um, today's game. You know, in, in some ways, 
you know, it, it's incredible, but in, in another way, it's, it's a little bit sad in some sense because it's just – and this has been obviously, Cindy, and, and we won't get into it now because we, we've got to bring Tammy out here in just a minute. But, um, you know, this has been a little bit of a controversy uh, for, for a number of years now with a lot of um, people in the golf industry is, is are we making a lot of these golf courses out there not necessarily obsolete, but um, how do we keep them challenging? I mean, these, these young guns that are coming out, both male and obviously female, are just – beating that ball down that fairway and uh, you know it, it's becoming a, a driver wedge game pretty much uh you know w- what are your thoughts there real quick well it is what it is and people hit it really really far and the golf courses there's just not going to be enough land to make them long enough um <laughs> but I, I just you know it, it's astounding to me and again you know i'm not hitting it any further i'm not hitting it any shorter but i'm not hitting it any further so i just don't get it i sit there in unbelief and watch these girls swing like they're not even trying and they kill the ball so i know that her being six feet tall has an awful lot to do with why she kills it but again there's also girls that are five foot two that hit a 250 so yeah it is what it is yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, I, I think we're going to have to uh, sort of do a cross-state course. We're going to have to put the T in South Carolina and have the green up in North Carolina and, and see if that, that distance will uh, will help stretch out the holes a little bit. I, it's just amazing, you know, when you see some of these. Uh, and, you know, obviously on the men's tour, I mean, some of these guys are, are, you know, Bubba Watson's hitting some of these things, you know, 330 to 350 yards. It's just amazing when you – when you see that and, and uh, it, it just blows me away sometimes. All right. Um, so we got to move on. So uh, we, we've uh, got our next guest uh, ready to go here. She's the, uh, one of the founders and owner of Kinona sport. Uh, her name is Tammy Fuji. Uh, her career spans uh, apparel, consumer uh, products and technology with a passion and focus on delivering uh, unmet consumer needs, both from a product and marketing point of view. Uh, she's built brands from the ground up and has also taken uh, heritage brands and make them relevant for the modern-day consumer. Uh, she's a visionary leader and connector of people. Uh, in addition to her busy career with her new golf apparel startup, Canona, uh, uh, Tammy is a wife, mother, and daughter, and is active in her community. Uh, in her spare time, uh, Tammy loves to cook and entertain and also practice yoga. And yes, uh, she does even get out there and swing the golf club. So uh, let's bring on our very special guest, the uh, owner of Canona Sport, uh, Tammy Fuji. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Cindy. Oh, thank you for doing this for us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, That's welcome, uh, Tammy. Yeah, let's let's talk about. Um, obviously, this is Kenona uh, Sport is a, is another startup. You've been involved, uh, obviously, in in building brands for for some time. Talk about uh, at this point. You're uh, you're in your fifties. Uh, as as I am, and it's not always easy uh, to start a business. Period. What do you? Um, what was your vision when you first sort of decided? Okay, I, I want to do this. And why did you choose this particular uh, industry to uh, to have the startup in? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I, I think probably what you want to ask me was what was I thinking? Um, but <laughs> right. <laughs> So really the vision and um, that started uh, me down this path was my partner, Diane um, Salouche, and I have been you know, lifelong uh, colleagues and friends and, and golf partners. 
and uh, we have always, always, um, frankly, complained about our golf clothes. So when we would travel for work and have, uh, you know, business meetings on the course, and we would, um, you know, we were in the apparel industry and, you know, always in fashion, and and, uh, yet we were wearing these golf clothes that just didn't even feel like they represented kind of who we were as, as, you know, as players, as women, as golfers, and it felt like we were always walking around in, like, men's golf clothes. And so we right. would always joke about, um, you know, let's, you know, we should start our own women's golf line. We can do a better job than what's out there. And we were, you know, for the last 20 years, all talk and no action. And um, <laughs> we were both at the point in our careers and in our lives where, uh, gosh, this has probably been almost about a year and a half ago, where we thought, um, you know, I was, you know, considering retiring, and, and Diane was uh, about at the same point in her career as well. And uh, I was, you know, doing a lot of consulting work, and, and you know, but, but clearly spending a lot more time on vacation and just enjoying my family and my my new my new life in semi retirement and uh we we made the fateful mistake of going on a golf vacation together and being at the same place at the same time and decided wow like if we're going to do if we're going to venture into this space it's it's really now or never and so we um decided that we would uh lock ourselves away and put you know put together a, a straw man business plan and uh, really kind of outline what a business, a, women's, a new women's golf apparel business might look like. So to, to really answer your question, it was really mainly, you know, looking at the opportunity in the market um, and also our own personal frustration really with what was out there um, for women golfers. Right. Um, let me ask Cindy. Cindy, I want to ask you actually a question uh, in relation to, to Tammy because you had mentioned off air um, that you actually met Tammy out, I believe you said in Seattle at a golf show. Um, so you have had a, you've had a chance, which obviously I haven't, other than uh, online on their website, uh, had a chance to to see the clothes and, and things like that. What were some of the things? Uh, what sort of impressed you about uh, what they've come up with, and uh, and what you saw when when you uh, met with Tammy? Well, Tammy did not have a booth at the golf show. Tammy was listening to me give a clinic. And after okay. the clinic was over, we started talking, and I looked at her, and I go, oh, my God, I love your shirt. What kind of shirt is that? And she said, well, I made this shirt. And I said, you're kidding. And she said, no, we started a clothing line. And I said, oh, my God, how cool, because I've been in the embroidery business for a long time. So she said, well, do you know Maura Dunn? And I said, of course I know Maura Dunn. We play together on the Legends Tour. She goes, well, Maura's going to wear the clothing. So I felt the fabric, and I was like, wow, this is like feels like pajamas, but it looks awesome. So she <laughs> sent me some clothing, and that's exactly They do feel like pajamas, and they look awesome. So that's kind of how this all started. And um, then I said, well, you got to be on our radio show because people need to know about Canona Sports. Do you want right. to add anything, Tammy? Wow. Uh- no, I think you you hit it right on the uh, right on the head. I think uh, Cindy and I had uh, you know great uh, a great kind of back and forth in terms of of what we were doing. She was uh, you know promoting um, the the upcoming uh, Legends event 
here outside of Seattle, and uh, no, it was uh, it's uh, it it is and has been a kind of a great partnership. And Cindy definitely knew what she was talking about and has given us actually some terrific feedback um, on the line as we continue to move forward. You know, Tammy, let me ask you something. Um, you know. I think you kind of hit it on the head when you talked about you didn't want to be sort of wearing the same kind of clothing as what what the the men are out there. And I'll I'll be the first to admit, um, there's not a lot of great men's lines out there, and I wish somebody would come out and change from sort of the traditional polo, uh, you know, that that we often see. And, I mean, there's some great uh, clothing. I'm I'm pushing middle 50, so that gives you an idea of the demographic that I'm in. And one of the criticisms I have is a lot of the clothing that is out there is really geared towards the 20 something uh, and just not, it does not fit well. I mean, even though I'm tall and slender and whatnot, it just does not, it's not appropriate for somebody my age, but at the same time, I don't want to look like I'm, you know, ready for the retirement home. So when you were putting this line together for, for women, uh, it's a little bit different in the women's market because women of all ages can kind of cross I guess cross-pollinate clothing. I mean, you can wear things that are very young and trendy, uh, or or on the opposite side of the scale, and it's not as as looked upon um, as differently as it is with the men. When you were putting this line together, when you and Diane were putting these, this line together, you obviously wanted to have something. As Cindy said, that it was very comfortable, that that felt like you were you know relaxed at home, but at the same time looked very stylish. What were some of the thoughts when you went in uh, as far as you not only want it to look good, but you want it to be versatile because that's something that's important for women as well. They don't want to just have a, uh, a top or something that you can just only wear for one thing. You wanted some versatility in your clothing line, correct? That is correct. Um, that was really probably one of the, the biggest drivers. I think that, you know, the, the, the problem that women's, you know, golf apparel faced is the fact that, you know, you, you could spot a women golfer a mile away. Um, you know, if she, if she was, right. you know, running from, you know, running to the grocery store or, you know, running to pick up her kids from school, you, you know, you can kind of pick pick us out fairly easily. And, and really what Diane and I were, were trying to do with Kenona or are trying to do with Kenona is really, um, you know, women don't live their lives anymore in these complete silos where they, you know, are going to go golfing and then they're going to come home and change their clothes and then they're going to go to go run errands or go to a meeting or, uh, you know, do the other parts of their life. We really um, know, um, based off of research and just, you know, being in that demographic ourselves, that we are consistently running from point A to point B from, you know, weeks, say, from the, you know, from the green to the grocery store, you know, to dinner, to a meeting. I mean, that is how we live our lives. And we're not necessarily, um, you know, we don't necessarily have time for the, you know, wardrobe change um, in the middle of all of that. And so really what, right, uh, right. you know, certainly helped drive a lot of the styling um, and a lot of, um, you know, what we wanted our collection to look like was the, the fact that, you know, we, we certainly see the trends that are happening with um, in the athleisure space. And, and we thought, wow, you know, why does yoga get to have all the fun? You know, you see women in their yoga wear, my, myself included right. at times, you know, 24-7. And, um, you know, we felt like golf wear could, could really have a similar um, trajectory in terms of how women wear it. Um, and so our, our collection tends to be much more what we call sportswear-inspired, 
Um, our designer comes from the sportswear industry, and he takes all of his cues from that industry and not necessarily from what's happening in golf. Uh, and from that, we were really able to develop a line that looks very um, kind of appropriate for, a, you know, a woman golfer, just a woman as she's like moving through her day, um, you know, very seamlessly. Right. Yeah, and that's that's important, and you're exactly right. I, I think that one of the um, one of the problems is, you know, women don't want to look like they're in athletic mode all day long. They want something that certainly will fit the bill when it's when it's appropriate, but they also want something again, uh, going back to that word versatile, that they can also wear. Um, without having to go home and do a quick change, because a lot of times they're on the fly. They're, you know, maybe playing a, a quick nine holes with with uh, some of their friends or, or business associates, and then they want to go out and do something else. They don't want to feel like they have to go and, and completely change their wardrobe. They want something that's versatile. So I can see how that's very important. Um, now, where do you do, where are the clothes made? Uh, are they made here in the U.S. or or do you import them from somewhere else? They are actually made um, here in the United States. They're actually made in Los Angeles. Um, my partner, oh. Diane, lives in Los Angeles. And so uh, having the factories so close by has been um, a huge, um, you know, asset for our company. Um, being able to uh, – Diane's background is, is definitely more supply chain and, and factory management and production. And so she is able to – um, and she did, um, you know, has able to really oversee a lot of what we are doing in those particular um, factories to make sure that the quality is great, that we're, you know, we're working hand-in-hand hand with the production folks there to make sure that the quality is great, that the fit is great. Um, the the name Kinona in Hawaiian means shape. And so a lot of what you see um, on our in our products is a lot of shaping details, so wider waistbands, for mm -hmm. example, that um, help women that are of our age really, you know, uh, helps, you know, kind of create some, some definition and, and also some compression around their waistlines. Um, you know, a lot right. of the details that we've also incorporated in really draws your eye up to, you know, more of the flattering parts of a woman's, you know, body, whether it's, you know, her legs sure. or her shoulders. I mean, really kind of away from, you know, the parts of her body that she may not, you know, that she may not be loving. And so that's really probably one of the biggest product differentiators and feature differentiators for Kinona and being able to manufacture um, that and, 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 and have that really be um, a core difference from our brand um, and being able to kind of monitor that uh, almost daily when we were in production um, is a huge, um, we consider that to be really part um, of our competitive advantage. Yeah, and it's nice that uh, I like the fact that they are being produced and, and, uh, and put together here in the United States, you know, uh, and there's a lot of great um, um, products coming in from all over the world, but this obviously gives you a fairly quick turnaround as well um, when you want to get the brands out, especially if you're launching something new. Uh, you want to be able to uh, work with, with the factories and things here uh, in the United States and not always having to sometimes go overseas uh, for everything, and that sometimes can give you a, a great advantage uh, with your product lines. Um, what's been some of the feedback that you've had uh, from, from uh, the folks that have uh, had, had access to your products? 
We've um, actually been overwhelmed um, by the great feedback we've uh, received to date. Uh, we launched, um, as Cindy mentioned, in mid-January. We actually launched um, out at Mission Hills in um, Palm Desert, California, at the uh, country club there. And we, uh, our launch was, you know, it wasn't even a modest launch. We, um, this is where naivety really, you know, comes into into play. I um, mean, you know, our first launch was for 150 women at a um, at an 18 holers event. It was their kickoff event, and uh, we were, um, you know, not sure what to expect. But we had, um, you know, 150 women who were just coming in off of the course, and you know, they're excited. They, you know, probably have had a glass of wine or two, and were completely in right. shopping mode. We were really kind of overwhelmed by by the response that we got there. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, part of the other, you know, component of the, of the response that we have received, as Cindy mentioned again, is around the fabric that we're using. Um, right. We, the fabrics mm-hmm. that we're importing um, for the collection are all coming in from Italy. And um, they're actually fabrics that um, are from the swimwear industry. And so inherently there's some great... Oh, okay, wow. uh, yeah, so yeah, they they all have um, all of our fabrics have four way stretch, so they don't bag at the knees or bag you know in the bum. You know they they stretch with you and move with you. So you know when you're picking your ball up out of the cup or putting your tee in the ground or taking that swing, it's you know the fabric is really um, really does move with you, but it also gives you just that little bit of just a little bit of compression where you want it. Um, it also mm-hmm. cleans up beautifully, meaning um, you can um, it, it because it's you know swimwear fabric. It's resistant to things like chlorine and sunscreen, so you can you know if you don't perfectly apply your sunscreen, like most <laughs> of us don't, right. um, you know you don't have to right. worry about staining your clothes. And and if you get you know something on it, you can throw the entire outfit into the washing machine and the dryer. Um, you know we encourage that. Uh, no. No, I think modern day women is is you know really looking forward to taking their clothes to the dry cleaner, um, or you know right. or hang drying anymore. We just simply don't have the time for that. So um, you know the fact that you can you know literally throw everything in the washing machine and in the dryer is a huge um, again a huge benefit. Yeah, that's you're right. That's key, uh, and it's not just the timing, but it's also the cost. I mean, dry cleaning can be expensive. And, uh, and, you know, and if you're always having to run back and forth with clothing, um, you know, it, it, it can get, uh, it can add up real quick. So I like the fact that it's machine washable and, and, um, and also resistant to a lot of, uh, things as well. Um, Cindy, uh, I know you probably have a question or two. Go ahead. So Tammy, tell us how you're getting the products out to the consumer. Are you in stores? Are you going to be in pro shops? How do people purchase the clothing so yeah so we have um many different ways to access um the brand so yes you are correct we are uh, showing up in a lot of country clubs and pro shops uh right now we're we're mainly um in california but we're definitely growing um throughout um you know the west mainly the west coast um right now of the united states and looking to penetrate um, markets such as Texas and certainly Florida and the Carolinas. 
And uh, we, so the, the kind of the green grass golf shops are, are one channel um, of distribution for us. The second, of course, is our website um, at kinonasport.com. So that's another channel where you can really kind of experience um, the brand and, and, you know, see kind of all of our product offerings. And the third and, and possibly, you know, the most exciting channel um, is um, through a network which we call our Champions and these are, you know, women not, you know, unlike Cindy or myself who have a large network of, of friends or associates, um, and we are selling directly to the consumer. And so we, um, you know, hire these champions basically to go out and sell Kinona to their network um, of, of friends. So, for example, um, I have, you know, friends that are, part of my country club here in, in outside of Seattle, Washington. And, you know, I've, you know, hired them and they go into, you know, their clubs and into their network to sell Kinona and sell it at, um, you know, trunk shows at, at people in people's homes. Um, we, we like to say it's, you know, where book club meets, you know, shopping. Um, it's really uh, creates a great environment for women to shop in. You know, they feel this definitely this sense of community, which is what Kinona is really, um, you know, that's really the underpinning of Kinona is really to, con- uh, to create a sense of community, not only within the game of golf, but, but again, kind of with your, your tribe. And um, it's really been, uh, you know, a fantastic way for us to also get um, immediate consumer feedback um, for other, you know, women to meet other women, and um, to also be able to really tell our story and to create a very experiential um, interaction with the consumer. So, really, at the end of the day, if you think of all the touch points that Kinona has, it's really we go from the very transactional, meaning you know, there's definitely people out there that you know just want to buy their product online, which we all you know allow, of course, via our website to a very, you know, what we call high-touch experience, which, you know, are these, you know, in-home trunk shows where you can, you know, try the clothes on in the, you know, in the comfort of somebody's home and, you know, probably have a glass of wine and some appetizers and meet some great women. Some great women. Um, and it not only, you know, enables women to buy great golf clothes, but it also enables our champions to make a few extra bucks. And, and you know, we like to say this isn't probably your – you know, you're not going to maybe get rich quick here from, you know, earning a ton of money, but we just think it's a great way for women to, you know, empower, you know, each other and to and to feel like they're, you know, making their own contribution. And, you know, a lot of our champions are, you know, women that are, you know, kind of coming off of a full-time career and still want to work and mm-hmm. still want to get out and meet people, but they don't really want a big old corporate job anymore. Um, you know, we've got very, very accomplished um you know, possibly way overqualified uh, champions um, as part of our lineup, <laughs> but they're, you know, they've all been, you know, uh, uh, professional, very successful women um, for companies such as, you know, Nike and Tail and, and um, you know, a lot of women actually that have come out of the pharmaceutical industry that are just kind of natural salespeople and, and women that have like worked at Nordstrom um, that are so familiar with, a great customer experience that it's been, you know, just terrific to get them all together and uh, to be able to convey and use, really use them as ambassadors of the brand. So that's probably been, um, you know, our, our biggest differentiator as a brand, but also I think the most rewarding in terms of uh, having that face-to-face consumer interaction. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that's a great idea. You know, um, obviously, as you said, you know, a lot of people, um, there are people out there that maybe have a preference of, of ordering online. But at the same time, there's also a, a lot of women that want that, that interpersonal uh, relationship with somebody that they can come to and say, okay, you know, what have you got now? What's new and exciting for this season? And actually get a chance to try them on. Because you can't, you know, sometimes pitchers, um, you know, don't do the uh, items justice sometimes, and you want to be able to, to get out there. But at the same time, uh, going to a big box store or something like that sometimes isn't always uh, convenient. So as you said, it becomes more of a social uh, thing as well, interaction with some of your champions. I think that's a great idea. Uh, Cindy, any, any final uh, questions or, or thoughts, um, and, uh, and then we'll wrap up. What if someone was interested in becoming a champion? How would they reach out to you? They can. Uh, there's a, a spot on our website. Um, if you uh, go to kinonasport.com and click on champions, there's a sign-up sheet where they can reach. Um, you know, they can reach out to to uh, to us directly that way, um, or they can email myself at tammy at kinonasport.com, and I'm happy to um, to talk to them. Awesome. And Kinona is K-I-N-O-N-A. K-I-N-O-N-A. Correct. Very good. Awesome. Um, well, Tammy, I just, have, I just have two quick questions. Um, the first and, and, and foremost, uh, are there any other accessories that um, you're planning on including in your line, um, such as bags and things like that, that uh, the ladies could maybe take to the course, could be a shoe bag as an example, or maybe a, a different style of, of purse or, or bag that they can carry stuff when they're out in the golf course as opposed to bringing their traditional purse? That's a, a great idea. I know I personally bring like a um, – we've actually looked at things like, you know, bags that kind of double almost as like a little mini cooler bag because I know a lot of ladies right. that I golf with especially are, you know, bring, you know, lots of – goodies and treats to eat and to also share and so I think that is you know an item that we are looking at and you can also throw your car keys and your phone and your wallet in there and it just becomes a much easier um, uh, bag to pack so that is something that we're looking at Um, you know we're always in the market looking for kind of great new ideas um, for for great accessories and items so certainly if you see anything that you're you know that you think would be a great idea please throw it our way (laughs) we're always open well, you can count on that. My final, yeah, my final uh, is not really a question as, as so much as a request. Um, as I alluded to earlier uh, in the segment, you know, the men's lines are terrible, uh, in my opinion, for especially for my demographic. So uh, I'm going to say to you, um, Tammy and, and your partner, Diane, uh, ever thought of creating a men's line in, in Kenona Sport that maybe uh, – we could come to and and uh, and and challenge. I'm chal- I'm throwing a challenge, if you will. I'm throwing down the gauntlet, if you will, and saying, please come up with the men's line uh, for for golf because we desperately need it. Trust me. Any any chance? Yes. Well, you would not you would not be the only you would not be the only uh, person making that request. Uh, right now, we really want to dial in the women's game, um, and we think there's a ton of opportunity out there for women. Um, so it is. I will say it is not in our short term plan. Um, right now, but um, you know, again, well, well noted. As uh, like, yeah, we've we've heard many, uh, we've heard many, both men and women make that same request. 
<laughs> well, that would be that would be great. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to that. Well, Tammy, uh, Cindy, I want to thank you very much for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf Show. We appreciate you sharing, uh, you know, about your line and, and how things uh, started up. And, and we wish you much uh, success. And, and please uh, keep us updated. We'd love to have you come back. Uh, uh, again, on a future show, and maybe give us an update on, on how things are going. But very quickly, uh, for those that want to uh, go and learn more about uh, Kenona, where do they go? What's the website again? It's at kenonasports.com. It's K-I-N-O-N-A-S, like in Sam, P-O-R-T.com. Perfect. Well, Tammy, thank you again for joining us this morning. We appreciate you taking away some of your time and, and uh, speaking with Cindy and I, and, and uh, we wish you, again, much uh, continued success, and, and what a great job, uh, fantastic job that you and your partner have done. Thank you. Thanks, Tammy. All right. You have a great day. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, that was our uh, special guest this morning, uh, Tammy Fuji, the, uh, one of the founders and owners of Kenona Sport. Go to kenonasport.com if you want to learn more about their uh, line and, and see some of the great apparel that they've put together, and that's uh, K-I-N-O-N-A uh, sport.com. All right, Cindy, well, we've got to wrap up here. Another great show, um, and uh, we're going to be coming back uh, next week, of course, uh, with some more great guests. Um, but we want to very quickly here before we sign off, we want to thank all of the listeners worldwide for faithfully tuning in. We appreciate, appreciate all the support. Uh, we also thank all of our guests for, for doing a great job and, and really helping to make uh, the Women of Golf a, a great uh, a product of its own. And we uh, invite you to continue to join each and every week. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf uh, is the main page. And uh, you can listen live every Tuesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, or you can scroll down the page to the on-demand section and listen to all of the uh, previously aired shows and including today's show in its entirety uh, on the recorded version. Or you can go to iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, and TuneIn.com and just uh, type in Women of Golf, and that will take you there on those social media platforms. So on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, I'm Ted Odorico. We want to thank you for joining us uh, again on the Women of Golf, and we'll see you next week. God bless everybody. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.